Radio International, broadcasting to you live from the heart of Cork City, this and every night. Got a new show up for you tonight. It's uh, Joe Ducapati and Nima Fitzgerald with That's What She Said. I'm a new kind of woman, I'm a new kind of woman, I'm a don't take shit from me kind of woman, so buckle up cause we're gonna move fast, driving through things that you gotta get past. Buckle up and a buckle up tight, hear a scream, hear a sound in the dark of the night, but right or wrong, I'm a new kind of killer, right or wrong, we're, we're a killer. I'm Joe, and welcome to our first show. Uh, so we're broadcasting here from the deep north side of Cork City in Shandon Street, and uh, we're going out live across the globe. Gl- exactly. I where people are listening from. I know people are listening all the way in Bombay, Emer. They no sure way. are. My family is, and I know family in Charleville is also listening. <laughs> okay, so already we have a fairly diverse uh, set of people listening to us yeah, yeah totally that's cool so let's get started um yeah. the idea for the show really well i love cork yeah so do i and we're always coming across kind of weird and wonderful happenings and people that we just feel would be worthwhile sharing there's so many curiosities about the city that are always all these quirky people around and i know totally yeah. how long have you been here um i think five years in january Okay, I beat you by a double. <laughs> Actually, I just counted the other day that I'm nearly half and half, half in my hometown and yeah. half in Cork. Yeah. Which is scary, but I'm not going to say any more about my age because it's depressing. Um, so that's what she said is a, kind of a mini series of explorations to uncover a sense of the local social and cultural landscape, to put a glossy term on it. Um, it's going yeah. to be a bit random. Yeah, we like random. It's a bit of an evolution and it's kind of all about who and what we come across during our travels around the city during the week. So what's our first show about? Hmm, Our first show is about um, one of the really funky, quirky place and it's the city's farmer's market. And we picked this, I think, simply because we were hungry one day and we just went into the (laughs) farmer's market. And as always, we met some really cool people. So I think we was I think that's why we picked it, didn't we? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, and it's just a really nice spot to it's a really nice spot to hang out. So just nice to talk about it, really. And um, and eat good food. And eat good food. And lovely smells. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guess before we do that, though, we're going to have a listen to uh, the first of our weekly sound samples. Yeah. From our ramblings around yeah. town during the week. Uh, this is the court collage. <laughs> Yes. Although the weather wasn't too bad. I don't think the weather was blighty. Three all together. I can actually have three if you want to see all that stuff. You know, would you stay outside with Camden for the, the, the six months or would you stay, would you? Yeah, 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 yeah. My husband out there and he's giving me nervous breaks. Don't tell him it's so shrunken. He's one walking out the side of the road, he's in his 60s now. I mean, he'll be talking to me now. That smells so good, the coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It hasn't changed. Yeah. Never been so organised around that. I have recently. 
sweet grass? Uh, no. Sorry. And you, you, you used to have it here before you used to? Uh, no, I don't think so. No? No. Yeah, how much is the cabbage? One euro. Oh, yeah. I'll be back here next week. Okay. Marxist water? So you don't think fermented rainwater or Marxist juice sounds good? No, that's not what I said. <laughs> What I said was... I had a sign on it. It flew off. Uh, I did have a sign. It flew away. I did have a sign. You're on a dry shop. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, no, it actually sells really well. I well I've, I've, I've never heard of it. You know, it's because yeah. you never stop by my stall. Otherwise, you, only, you never come by my stall. That's why. I do. You never do. If you had, you'd know I sell fermented rainwater. Also known as Marxist. Oh. <laughs> What do you think of it? You like some shit? It's quite nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, this one in particular I wouldn't called? turn my nose up at that at all. And he has very discerning things. literally our week our you know the jazz weekend oh my god no wonder my throat is a bit cranky sorry yeah like i feel kind of bad actually because you know going around stalking people with their phone and uh, yeah sorry about that people yeah sorry about that folks <laughs> <laughs> but your mom was brilliant on the phone yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pure core yeah oh and the brass band yeah i didn't really see much of uh did you not catch the jazz weekend no not too much no i've got a bit of a cold actually as you might be able to hear yeah so I didn't no. catch too much, but yeah. uh, it was nice. It yeah. was nice, the bits of it. No, I think everybody enjoyed their jazz weekend. I surely did. I went for one gig and it was great. I was walking around town and then the brass band, the Blarney brass band was playing. And um, there were these two boys. And it was really cute to see them playing their trumpets. It was really nice. Who were the ones that were chatting in the background there? Oh, <laughs> just these amazing ladies. They were so finely dressed for a Saturday afternoon you know and they had their lovely cups of coffee and then I think they were complaining about their husbands as well I don't know what it is about cork whipping we're always complaining about our husbands it's crazy well I don't know I don't have one so oh sorry 
complain about something else. <laughs> Find something else, I'm sure. Um, so I think we're going to break now for our first track. Yeah. Um, we've decided to go with a... We, can, we have time for a couple of tracks this evening, so uh, on the theme of all things green and uh, rootsy, we decided to bring a little bit of uh, reggae and rootsy beats to our, yeah, to our show this evening. Yeah. So uh, take a listen. This is an old one from uh, 1971 Trojan Records. Um, it's The Gardener by Judy Moffat and the Gillettes. So enjoy. <laughs> That's what she said. That was Judy Mout and the Gaylets. Uh, great track from 1971. Uh, Judy was a Jamaican artist. She was a backing vocalist for dear old Bob Marley and the Wailers. Um, so, as we mentioned earlier, um, this week we went down to Cork's historic Col- Cole Key. Cole Key. Depends where you're from. Like, uh, I say are going to be like, oh, that one on the radio, she doesn't know that's the K. How d- is the K. Cole K. So we just went down there to uh, try some goodies and learn a little bit about the the people that are working down there. Enjoy. Okay, Eugene, what's the best thing about coming to the market? 
Yes, well, this is this is uh, the Cold Key Saturday Food Market. Yeah. It's my favourite market. I've done, a, I've done a few. The best thing about coming here for me is I work uh, in vegetable growing and I spend the whole week on my own in the fields, toiling in the fields. So on Saturday, I come to the city. Yeah. Drive 25 miles to the city and I get to hang out with a lot of people that I enjoy being around. Yeah. Social thing for me is. I'm on my own all week. Yeah. So, Saturday at the market, that's one of the best things for me. Very friendly market. No competition, I find. Yeah. Between the stallholders, a lot of markets, they compete for space or mm. for business. We really try to cooperate, help each other as best we can. And, uh, why, why do you like growing vegetables? <laughs> well, I mean, I worked a lot of jobs and... I grew up on a farm, so I like being on the land and but caring for animals, which is interesting in lots of ways, but it's seven days a week, I find vegetables, I can trust them to be on their own for a few days. I like to take a vacation, hard-earned vacation from veggies. I just like growing vegetables. Since, since I started doing it, I realized that it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Eugene. There was no place in Cork City that was offering um, raw food, let alone vegan food. Mm. This group of people who work with my goodness started about five, six years ago. There was a little cafe that started up called Very Healthy Food. Yeah. Um, and that really helped bring a lot on yeah, Douglas Road. Yeah. To bring a lot of uh, attention to how delicious raw food can be. Because mm. you think of raw food and you're like, oh, what, like coleslaw? Like, no. It can be so much more than that. I'm Indian, so I know all about raw food. Yeah. We eat a lot, yeah. Cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and at Very Healthy, it gave us kind of an opportunity to explore all the ways we can do it. Yeah. So that's where it started many moons ago. And then when Very Healthy Food closed down, yeah. the workers were looking for another way to continue working with food that we were passionate about. So oh. I've been vegan for a long time, and Very Healthy Food kind of introduced me to raw food preparation. Hmm. So that's a whole other kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, you have to know your flavors yes. and your textures. So you're, you're working mainly with blending and dehydrating to try yeah. to like create some kind of, uh, I don't know. Magic. Some kind of food alchemy yeah, yeah. To, to create, you know, interesting things that will that are similar enough to what people would be used to eating. Like this this thing at the end of our stall here, it's called a falafel. Yeah. So it has the same kind of flavor profile as a falafel, but it's made from seeds and vegetables that are blended and then dehydrated to give it kind of that. Yes. To use kind of chew. Yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with raw. I'm, I'm obsessed with food, and raw food can be really delicious. Yeah. So there's definitely a niche that needs to be filled in the raw food community here in Cork City, so that's why we answered that call. Um, I love fermentation. I guess I'm kind of obsessed with fermentation. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think, like, the microbes have almost taken over my, almost all of my thoughts and actions. It's like I'm a vessel for creating new things. So I'm obsessed with creating you know, fermented rainwater, fermented black tea, um, all of our Krauts, yeah. like this. Why do you why why do you care about seaweed? Uh, I care about seaweed because I think it'll aid people to maintain and keep a healthy lifestyle. And why is that important to you? Uh, it's important to me because I'm in the food business and I'd like to sell something that's of benefit to people rather than just something to create finance for me. Yeah. It has to do both. Yes. But uh, 
you know, the if I just wanted to make money uh, in the food business, I'd probably be doing, well, I, I shouldn't say it because the people I would say about probably say, you shouldn't say that. So, oh, wow, well, we got you. Yeah. Okay. So how long have you been in business? Uh, about six years. And um, what's the fascination with seaweed? What got you started um, Because seaweed is one of nature's superfoods, going back centuries, really. And it's been used since, well, recorded since about 600 AD. Um, most coastal peoples in the Far East and Europe have all eaten seaweed at some stage or other. Where do you get yours from? Um, I have mine made by a Japanese company for me. Uh, their factory in the United States and have none of the additives that would normally be in these products. So they're, they're free of artificial ingredients such as colors, preservatives, MSG, gluten. But seaweeds are the major source of iodine. It's very important for one's metabolism, particularly important for uh, women. And uh, especially if they're, um, if they're you know, thinking of getting pregnant, because it's important for the early fetal development. And uh, you know, it also helps to contribute to an evening out of your digestive system. Because you have about 300 different biochemical reactions taking place in your digestion. A lot of them need cofactors uh, and a lot of the minerals in seaweed are these cofactors. And how would you cook it um, or integrate it into your diet, your um, particular product? Well, in many ways. Um, I have a website, seaweedsalads.ie, and um, I show recipe suggestions there where I incorporated in with brown rice and, you know, fish, meat, and for vegans you can incorporate it with vegetables. I've done so with broccoli and carrots, you know, shredded carrots and yeah. shredded broccoli forests. Um, the other thing I've just started doing, which I think will be a real uh, goer, would be to incorporate it with yogurt. Why do you come to the um, market? Why do I come to the market? Uh, because it's a breath of fresh air. Yes. It's got all I need, pretty yeah. much. Well, pretty much. Uh, vegetables, sprouts, green leaves, goodies. I, and I love the feeling, the atmosphere. Yeah. So it's a treat for me. Exactly. I work a bit during the week, so it's a treat for me during the week. Yeah. So, it's a Tuesday market. Uh, so, yeah, basically, very old again. Three, isn't it? Uh, sorry. So, yeah, it's just lovely to come down on Saturday. I'm always late and I always miss the fish. <laughs> but I just, you know, I'm dashing today because I have my grandchild. Um, but I love the feeling and you meet people, you know, and you get what you need. It's yes. wonderful. Yes. Check that out, would you? Thanks. Cause <laughs> what brings you to the market? Um, we are uh, woofers yeah. um, on a farm. And so the shop belongs to the farm as well. So and every Saturday there is the market. So um, we sell our vegetables. Normally 
to sell uh, them from Wednesday to Saturday we are open and we sell the vegetables uh, in the shop but on Saturday we sell them um, on the market as well. So. Yeah, cool. And uh, do you grow them yourselves? Uh, we cooperate with uh, other farms near Cork um, but we sell um, well, we are a meat farm. Okay. So the vegetables are from other farms. Cool. Do you like it here in the market? Yeah, it's um, it's my first or second time on the market. Right. Because usually I'm working in the, in the cafe. Yes. But uh, yeah, it's calm. It's very calm inside. It's so stressful that sometimes you need to be outside. So Depending on the weather, yeah. obviously. Yes. <laughs> okay. And what kind and uh, vegetables are they? Take take us through these vegetables. Yeah, so we sell carrots, yeah. um, which are going very well. Yeah. So um, then Brussels sprouts. Um, yeah, we have apples. Yeah. Potatoes, onions, beetroots, eggs. Yeah. Jam inside milk. Yeah. Our own milk and yogurt. Yeah. So just not just vegetables. Yeah. What is your background? Why do you like to work on a farm? Um, I drink, uh, I finished school this year. Okay. So I have I took my gap year this year. So and I wanted to. Uh, I don't didn't want to go to college or something. So I looked on the internet and I found an organization. And so I decided to work on the farm. Yeah. But is there something special? What, what is your connection with the farm? Why are you interested? Um, well, it's more like the nature and working with the animals and it's hard work most of the time but we can cope so but that's the thing we learn I learned so much about myself and I improve my English and so that's the main reason <laughs> so yeah yeah where are you originally from I'm from Germany right yeah. okay yeah it's not a very long way to come from home yeah, well, it's, first I wanted to go to uh, New Zealand, but then I decided to come to Ireland. I'm very happy to be here now. Yeah, okay. What else is it about farming that you like? We have so many animals on the farm, and that's the main part of what we do. Like, we feed them every day. That takes half a day because we have so many cows, and we have to feed them with beets. We have chickens, um, pigs, and, like, that's the main part of it or we are going to collect wood and every other work what's um, what has to be done um, that's mostly like collecting timber at this time because we need it for the winter but yeah that's the main thing we do on the farm and um, what is it about the hard work that you like you have to always like say yeah you have to do that you can do it and sometimes you have to motivate yourself and then when you did it, you're like, yeah, I did it. It's um, and for myself, I learned that um, we have. Um, I can do things I never thought I could do. So, for example, making yogurt or so um, working um, with all the, because I was afraid of cows before. So and now it's like you're working with them every day, and so that's so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
So a lot about fermentation there. Um, seems to be a pretty interesting, significant thing that I've completely missed out on. But, uh, <laughs> wow, everybody's talking about it. And uh, there's a big mix of diversity in all these people that you spoke to there. There's people from all over the world, you know, taking part in this farmer's market. Yeah. Have you noticed that, like, the influx of all these different people coming over and selling their parties has, like, widened all the different kind of yes. food products that you can buy and, like, the artisanal nature of them? Yes. I think because the world is that much smaller now, mm-hmm. and so there's there's different types of people, and it's great. I think that's why a farmer's market is a great place to go check out once in a while, to get in touch with what's happening around you in yeah. your community, and your community somehow still m- manifests what's going on around the world. So the fact that there's someone in Cork interested in fermenting rainwater, <laughs> I think that's... I think that's amazing. Yeah, right yeah. next to the guy just buying his weekly cabbage. Yeah, you know. and Brussels sprouts and, mm-hmm. and hustling the poor girl who <laughs> works on the farm. Euro, I mean, yeah. wouldn't have killed him. I know. Yeah. And also, I was totally surprised, you know, Imer, because when I was talking to that girl from Germany, and I was totally curious about how someone so young, I think because I'm a city girl, so anybody who works on a farm and does hard work really has all my salutations. And for someone that young, right after school, she could have gone anywhere else. But then she chose to come and work in a farm, get her hands dirty, do something. Yeah, she was You know, it's amazing. She's a really sweet person as well. Yeah. Yeah. So gentle. That's a big thing, though, woofing. um, Yeah. For those that might know, what is it, worldwide... Opportunities oh, on organic farms. Yeah, but there are so many websites who, where you can look for opportunities to go and work on a farm anywhere in the world. Yeah, but I think there's so much you can get from that. I mean, if you're going to go take a trip, take a gap year. Yeah. I mean, how how nice would it be to just go and get out, get into mm, nature, do know. something like that? I don't know. I'd love it anyway. <laughs> It'd be something I would definitely think about doing. But I really, yeah, I, I really have to say, like, uh, one person that was really inspires me out of that definitely uh, has to be Virginia like for my goodness yes I just think there's so much energy that goes into that business and work and again like my housemate is a is an avid fermenter is that a I'm going to invent that verb a ferment. Go ahead, go ahead. That's not even a verb. It doesn't matter. First of November, folks, remember the date. (laughs) 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 And um, yeah, I think that's just such a it's such an interesting thing to do. I mean, how, how bad to spend your days kind of dissecting bacteria and it's basically one big science project that makes you feel great, you know? It really It is. It and is. I know she's she's put an enormous herself and her husband have put an, an enormous amount of work into that business. Yes. And and everyone down there, I mean, I think that's what's curious to me, you know, I mean, I go through my days and I, you know, I try shop down there as much as I can when I have um extra money to do so. I mean, sometimes it's really yes. good value. Yes. But sometimes you've got to, um, sometimes you've just got to go and do your supermarket yeah. shop as well. But I really appreciate the fact that there's an outlet for that, you know? Yes. What did you feel after you left the market? What did you feel when, you know, after speaking to all these people? How did you feel? I actually, I just felt really kind of inspired. Me um, too. Me too. So, sometimes, I mean, Cork is a small city. Yes. Fair enough. You know, you feel quite close to the land all the time. You look out east, west, north, south. You can see the hills. But at the same time, it's really easy. I live in the middle of the town. It's really easy to feel bogged down. Yes. And there's something that just um, opens your mind again and gets you out of that kind of 
little rabbits warren in your minds that sometimes you can get into in town. Yes. And you go down somewhere like that and you see and you meet people that are just doing that every day and you know it's no big deal I mean yes. people fire all over people. the place but yeah. I just really like the fact that they bring um, such kind of heart and soul yeah. into town with them and yeah. that they've kept it going through all weather um, yeah no matter what, if years, it rains like, or no matter how bad the weather they are down there and you know they bring their produce yeah. I felt really I feel kind of <laughs> kind of useless because I don't do that kind of hard work. So anybody who does that kind of hard work is somebody you can really uh, look up to. You're just a slacker, Joe. I am. I, I think I freaking am. <laughs> um, I actually forgot I used to work down there, actually. I really? Down, yeah, when I was in college. Oh, I, my I worked God. down there on Saturday. So I remember the hall. Them shagging things were a nightmare. Them, oh, um, God. Putting up the There you go, Eber. I salute you. I, know, I salute yeah. you. <laughs> okay, should we go into a track? Yeah. 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 Let's, uh, let's uh, play Amadou and Miriam. They're a, a beautiful couple from Mali. Um, they're actually both blind, which oh. is, is quite incredible. Oh. And um, okay, let's listen to it. They're really, they're really wicked. Um, so this is one of their tracks from their album. I think it was two thousand and eight. Welcome to Mali. It's called Sene Pabon. <laughs> Ce n'est pas bon, ce n'est pas bon, nous n'en voulons pas. 
can now listen to Irish Radio International on your phone, tablet or other mobile device. Go to our website and download our app for all platforms now. IrishRadioInternational.com Welcome back to That's What She Said, a weekly nose behind the curtains of the life in Cork. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's pretty interesting. I was just uh, talking to um, Joe and Emer during the break there, and um, just hearing what they were talking about, uh, you know, city living and all that. I um, It reminds me of this time I was out in West Cork, and I was hiking while we into Skull. I was a couple of miles out of town, and just one of these things that happens out there, if you're on a long road by yourself, the first car that dro- drove by, just this old man pulled along next to me and said to me, are you heading into town? I said to him, I am. He said, would you like a lift? I said, I would. So I hopped in next to him we were driving in. And at the time, I was working for a multinational company and I had a big role with like a big title and you know all this stuff and um, I was just in a period where like I took it very very seriously it was very very important in the corporate world and I absolutely hated it <laughs> And uh, but he was asking me and I did take a bit of pride and saying well I do this and that and the other for us in such a company <laughs> and um, he was like alright yeah, yeah, no, I, um, I farm and he just explained like I get up in the morning around 5 o'clock and I take care of this and I take care of that and then over the year I do all this stuff and it sounded grueling as hell but you know compared to me sitting at home at my workstation you know just uh, yeah. taking phone calls but he said to me I never feel it never feels like work for me. It's never a challenge to get up at five o'clock in the morning because I love what I do and I never feel like it's a chore. You know, I like the tasks and I like just being up by myself and working. And uh, I just thought like with all this, this distractions and all the, like the demands going on in my life in the city, I just I was sitting there thinking, God, I want to go work on a farm. <laughs> you know, um, and I was thinking like, do you see that kind of that mentality change a bit? Like there, there seems to be a lot more pride and a lot more investment. And people who work in the countryside, who work in farming, compared to people in the city, there's a lot more rush, and there's a lot more demands and deadlines, and people seem to have a much more relaxed attitude to it. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't have direct experience of farming, you know, but... But you're from Clare. Yeah, that's very true. But my parent, like, my mom is, you know, all right back the way, it's all farming stock, you know. My mom's from the land, and my dad, and we would have had a lot of time growing up um, we would have spent a lot of time um, around County Limerick um, in you know on their farms and there's something that you grow up with it's some appreciation um, for yeah just for nature there's an appreciation for what it brings um, I've seen that same sense of like I think anyone that really enjoys what they do Mm-hmm. will be happy to get up and do the slog you know yeah. I don't think it's it, it, it it's just for people that that live in the country but there's something that's um, there's something beautiful as well about you know that time in the morning I know my mom is a is an avid uh, she loves to rise early and she's like a hare when she gets out to the countryside she's like you know just skipping down the fields at dawn and you know that right <laughs> might be for everyone but right but I oh sorry but I also think Emer that the f- the fact that you know th- there's something really rewarding because you've put you put in all this work you're working with the land and at the end of the year it's time for harvest you're actually seeing the fruit of your labor i think that's why it makes us that much more beautiful as opposed to me because i'm from the city and i do like desk jobs and you know so i'm just i don't know how i'm actually contributing to anything so but if i suppose if in my parallel universe life if i was a farmer i would be a very i would be a much happier person as well and did you come across do you know of any uh, greening or horticultural movements 
back home in Bombay. Do you know if there's anything arising over there? There is. There is um, definitely uh, a rise among, you know, the suburb suburban people who live in suburbs who c now are valuing getting, you know, produce that is organic and they are seeking those um, options and I do know a friend of mine is um, involved in sourcing organic produce like I actually know someone who yeah. does that now back home and and you know she she's she's comparatively young and for someone as young as uh, as her to be doing it and to be interested and to be involved it's it's really remarkable. Yeah, like the thing is as well here, it's tricky, you know, because there's so much leg legislation mm. around. Oh yes, uh, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, the EU makes our, you know, the EU writes up our food policies yeah. and farming policies under the CAP uh, agreements, but um, it's up to the governments of each state to uh, decide on what what they want to take. And I know the Irish, from my own research and and, and studies, the Irish government take quite a heavy hand when it comes to uh, f the regulation of artisan food, food production, things like um, street food, all yeah. those kind of things, whereas co countries like France, mm. uh, Spain, there's a lot less regulation. Mm -hmm. In Ireland, it's really, really, really tough to get um, food business off the ground, you know, so yes. like that's why I think it's great to support uh, initiatives like farmers markets because it's so, so tough to keep it going and to make a living. I mean, uh, most people would um, might be aware of the various different... Um, uh, there's been a lot in the media about uh, this kind of ad adage that they're using the death of rural Ireland, which drives yeah. me absolutely crazy, and I don't know what the hell they're talking about when they say that, because, uh, you know, uh, yes. it, 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 it's not. It's alive and well, and there's definitely a lot of challenges facing farmers um, and small producers particularly. Definitely. Yes. Um, so I think it's it is important to support your own and grow. Uh, you know, buy local where where you can, even if it's a few small things like yeah, once a week, just you know? a little. Yeah. Yeah. I think because we are so we live. It's a reality, I think, because we live such busy lives, and it does come down to convenience. So I, maybe that's why people. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Well, Speaking let's of farmers, yes, exactly. Let's um, let's go to um, a very very in interesting yes. lady, Caroline Robbins, Caroline Robertson. Excuse She's me. She's lovely. She's uh, lovely. She runs a thirty-acre farm uh, down near Mac in Macroom. Down near Macroom. I used Cork. to call it Macroom. <laughs> Macroom. Macroom. <laughs> um, so let's have a listen to Caroline and what she has to say. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, Caroline, yeah. and about your business? Yeah. Um, I've been here for 20 years now. We started, I came back from Africa. My husband had been um, the chemical grain farmer over there. Where Everything in Africa? In um, Kenya. Oh, I've lived there yeah. for three right. years as a child. <laughs> All right. Love that yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. Love the soil. Oh, my God. Yeah. So fertile. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go on. <laughs> yeah. But anyway... Um, we then we why we he was on rented land and um, first of all you have to pay the rent then you have to pay the maximum for the fertilizers and the, and the pesticides and uh, we had two bad seasons on the trot and the third bad season was when the um, government the actual EU donated its grain mountain to Kenya and then the president's son flooded the market with it and the price was 
plummeted so we lost money that year so then it was the decision do you get bigger or do you get out because we really should have had a combine harvester and if we'd had our own we would have been better off so anyway um, we got another job then and we, went, we, we decided against farming and we went into the bush in Tanzania and while we were there for three years we wanted to farm and we would do it differently so this time we would own our land We'd sell direct, so nobody was interfering with that, and we wouldn't use any chemicals. So that um, is what we've managed to do. Wow. Yeah. So you were in Tanzania? Yeah, we were in Tanzania doing sea salt near Bagamoya, which is, um, if, you know where, if you know where Zanzibar is, it's on the coast, and then we were up a bit. It was very hot and very isolated. <laughs> I didn't really like it. No? You know. Yeah. It took 10 hours just to get to a shop. Yeah. Uh, half the size of that one. On, on bad roads. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very bad roads. Yeah. Come back to yeah. Ireland then. Well, um, I, my parents still lived here, and his mother was from Ireland, Eddie's mother. Okay. He was born and brought up in Kenya. And you're from what part of Ireland? I from Cork. Well, my, I was born in Kenya and left there in '63 when I was three. And then we came. Then my parents came here and had a small farm in, near Carrigaline. Okay. And your current um, farm is based near um, off the road to Macroom, near temp, uh, a village called Pladov. Temple Martin is the area. And how does that operate? It's 30 acres. So we have given 10 acres back to nature. So we have a lake and woodland. And then we um, have 8 acres under vegetables. So we probably cultivate about 15 acres but there's always some resting the crops move all the time that must take a lot of work do you have help yeah yeah we have a lot of woofers and students come in the summer and then eddie's very good at machines so he has developed a lot of machines for weeding and for doing a lot of that work and yeah. woofers are um, um will, uh, wait a minute now it's worldwide opportunities on organic farms yeah so you, how many would you have a year coming through your farm how many a year or a must month? be about 50 come to the farm <laughs> you know sometimes there's five and six in the summer there's probably seven or eight often and then now you're down to two or three or four so yeah. there's obviously I suppose the summer season would be more popular for people coming um, it's not to do with how popular for them it's how much work we need done so the the, the big thing in the summer is weeding you see there's different times like here now we're starting it's all clearing um, then in the December and January it's sort of rest it's just a bit of markets and that's you, you can get away without doing much else then from um, Jan, end of January to March you're sowing seeds like mad and then from April, May, June, July you're transplanting and for July and August you're weeding September a, harvesting. Do you have a favourite season or a favourite time of the year? Oh, I think everybody has. Everybody loves the harvesting, <laughs> if it's a good season. And then the, it's exciting at the beginning of the season because you have great hopes and you're trying new things, you know. And the busy, the sort of frantic time is when I don't have very much stuff here in May and June, but we're very busy at home. you got to get the, you have to put everything in the ground. If you don't get in the ground, you'll never get your return. You so know? in terms of the farmer's markets then, how does that process work for you, getting your 
Oh, it's your veg out of the ground. And into, uh, we into just town. have a very busy day on Friday, picking it all and then packing it. So we'd be often up until one or two at night. And then then you, ca- I leave home at half past six, set it up, and then got really good regulars. So, yeah, it's very good. Always sell out. Well, most almost sell out, you know. And you yeah. have a lot of loyal customers then, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, well... Look, the thing about markets is if you keep coming and you're, you try to keep the quality as good as you can, oh, you'll yes. be fine. Thank you. Yeah. Is this one of your... Uh, sorry, how many markets? Oh, just do two. I just do McCroom on Tuesday and this on, on Saturday. And is there a big difference between the two, do you find? Yeah, this would be three times bigger. But, I mean, it's a city. Yeah. Do you know, McCroom's a small town. So, yeah, no, it's... They're both very good yeah. for us. Perfect. What do you enjoy about the experience of the markets? I think I... Well, I enjoy meeting everybody. They're very sociable. And I think you one attracts the sort of customers that like your stuff, so you sort of like them. I mean, we've got... I just like my customers. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, I think that's what happens, really. It's sort of a law of attraction really happens at a market. You know, different people get different customers. So that the ones that suit you come to you. I suppose I never really thought of it like that. Me neither. Yeah. No. I didn't think. Yeah. Which, if it's now your hindsight, makes sense, doesn't it? You would you you would connect with one person more as as a buyer, as a customer. I would have a favorite person I'd like to go to. And it's really, I think it's really important that the, the main person keeps coming to the market. No, you don't have lots of different students changing and yeah. people, people get, don't like that really. They yeah. like to come and know the person. Consistency. And yeah. The same person yeah. as regularly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
beautiful track was from Edel Sullivan. Uh, Edel is one of Cork's most respected fiddle players, and that was a track called McCarthy's Waltz from her um, debut album, uh, In the Time Of, which was released in 2006. Uh, so we're almost coming up to the end of our show. Um, just to, I suppose to recap a little bit, um, we've had a really we've we've had a great time really for our first show. It's we been, sure did. It's been really really fun. Yeah. Um, and just to kind of encourage people in the city um, to get out there and to check out some of the different farmers markets around. Uh, the Colkey Market happens every Saturday. The uh, Douglas Market on Saturdays, as well. Okay. Yeah. Out in the suburbs. Yeah. And there's also a market in Mahan Point on yes. Thursdays. Yeah, I think also Middleton has markets as well. If people just wanted to search online they'll find out all information about markets in their area around yeah. the country yeah and even for people who are listening away from ireland go to your m- farmer's market even if you didn't want to buy produce just try and chat i think usually farmers love chatting yeah definitely yeah, yeah. you know yeah i think so and um we have a, a facebook page as well that we yes we just do recently <laughs> set up so yes. that's, that'll be a good way to engage with the show yes. and we'll be able to post links from the show uh, for anyone that's interested. If anyone's interested really in any topics right. that, that, yes. that we bring up, yes. please uh, engage with, with us there. And if anyone from anywhere else around the world uh, yes. has any maybe photos or anything that they'd like to send in, yeah, and if, them up there. And if they're not on Facebook, Emer, not everyone's on Facebook, oh, yeah, Emer, okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> so you can email us the good old-fashioned way. The email is that's what dot she said dot cork at gmail.com jeez that just rolls off the tongue there doesn't it it kind of does that's what dot she said dot cork at gmail.com the dots there because then it's one long word and it's kind of crazy and i think you need to have some sort of some sort of character when you i don't know i don't know technology okay sorry Emer. Well, <laughs> i tried fair enough <laughs> at least people know how to reach you anyway yes and um so what's next do you think um for you know the future of the show it's been really interesting having you on so far and we've you know we've t- talked a lot about farming and you know the various markets that go on what kind of stuff around cork and beyond would you guys like to explore next Ooh. what's next for the gang <laughs> Everything really, like everything's on the plate. We're mm-hmm. all hands on deck. Yeah, we're two very curious cats. Yes. So. Um, personally, right. I have a great interest in in the music scene. The local music scene is a it's an it's really thriving at the moment. There's so much uh, happening. Um, yes. Alternatively, and the art scene. Yeah, there's like some really interesting things happening. Also, just uh, I think people. Yeah, we're just interested in people. Talking really, to people and finding out. Um, what makes people here tick and trying yes. to kind of connect as well on a more uh, on a wider level yes um, because we, I think um, we just want to feel energized after talking to these people well we do both of us do whenever, yeah. we, whenever we meet anyone on the bus at a cafe or wherever standing in a queue in the post office just I always end up talking to people or so do you, Emer. Face it. <laughs> so to the people of Cork, if you do find yourself a bit perplexed or intrigued yes, by two young us. women approaching yes. you with, um, you know, with a recorder and asking you questions about your, you know, your business and what you're doing, you know, this this is why. Be so warned. anybody who's a bit confused about, uh, you know, in the farmers markets, so I hope this has been a suitable explanation for it and for people <laughs> out there in Cork who are going to be coming across these two as they're hunting things down, yes. you know. 
this is where you're going to be able to yeah. hear what's happening. And would people be able to, let's say, write in? So let's say, if they were curious about some topics going on in court, yes. could they write to you and ask you to put your journalistic powers to use in certain areas? Sure, why not? I mean, yeah. if they pitch you something that strikes your fancy. Yeah, yeah that'd be yeah. that'd be really helpful, actually. Yeah, yeah. and we, yeah. we really want to evolve the show yes. um, as we go on. Yes. It's kind of come together very organically. Yes, um, it has. Is that a pun? I don't know. If that's I don't know. Right. <laughs> I think it counts as wordplay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just us having a nice chat. Yeah, so. I think we we'd really like to introduce a, a section where we can get um, the public to write into us. Yes, and maybe we'd love to have a live. Uh, so on that topic, yeah, uh, the public to write in. Maybe we could read something out, uh, short stories, poems, letters, letters that you would love to send to someone that you'll never, never do. Yeah, you'll never send. That'd be fun. Yeah. How uh, would you feel about being an agony aunt? Oh my god! I could see you sliding that way pretty quickly. We have a lot of agony. <laughs> I think we'd rather be agony aunts to each other. <laughs> That's a huge responsibility in itself. Imagine being agony aunts to like random questions. We might put people in agony. I think so. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we'd. we'd uh, we, I don't think. We we could give a solution. Mm-hmm. I might. We, I think we might just confuse them further. <laughs> Possibly, and it would be great to have um, to get some live performances. Yeah, in the studio. Definitely, as well. we have to, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's so much talent out there across the city, across the country. Yes, absolutely. So, so were you two out for the jazz weekends? Oh yes. Yeah. I was uh, on Saturday. I went with a couple of friends. Uh, for the gig at Bodega with the Hot 8 Brass Band. They were awesome. I was right in front with all my girls. Mm-hmm. I lost my voice at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> They're too loud for me. I'm too much of an old granny for that stuff. I always They're find amazing. it's pretty entertaining when Jazz Weekend uh, clashes with Halloween. So you've yes. got all the, the fancy jazz connoisseurs going out with, you know, shirts and suspenders and berets and they're next to, you know, Batman and Harley a Quinn Rubik's and cube. the devil and a zombie in a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend you know. who dressed up as a Rubik's Cube once. It was hilarious. What? Yeah, she's still funny. <laughs> Anyway, How do you dress was up he? As a Rubik's cube? You actually cut cardboard and sit there, color each color in the rows and columns, and you make a cutout. Put your head through. Emer, do I really have to spell this out? For I you? don't know. <laughs> simple, maybe. I don't know. It is very simple. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So we, we have just a song. Like, yeah, we do. We have Yay. a song to finish. But to before that, I'd just like to say um, thank you. Thank you so much yeah. to everyone who took part in our show. Thank you um, for the family and friends who've you know brainstormed with us you know sounds like a acceptance speech now it's not but we're, we're we're showing our gratitude because you know we had to bounce ideas of people yeah and discuss yeah. how we wanted to yeah anyway thank you For everybody those people making the content you know who you are yeah it's appreciated yes, thank, thank you. you so our last track to finish off with is from um irish reggae legend kian finn um this one to get my notes. This one is called um, Look to the Future, isn't it? Yes, that's and it. It's called. Where did you come across Keen Finn, Emer? Uh, Keen Finn is a bit of a regular on the festival scene. He does uh-huh. a lot of um, roots and reggae festivals. Um, I've seen him a few times. He's just he's just brilliant. He encapsulates such a great vibe, such great positivity towards life. And uh, he travels all over the world. He's you know he's, he's been he's been everywhere really. And uh, I think he's from Galway, he's from the west of Ireland anyway. And uh, this track is called Look to the Future from his uh, 2015 album, This Applies. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thank and you, we'll guys. Catch you next week. That's what she said. I'm Emer. And I'm Joe. Bye.
Embrace the mystery, life is profound 